promise you he tried to curse him during the match again. He still got the win, and that's when he rolled up and said, okay, if you aren't going to get cursed, then I want to fight you. Hmm. I'm... Dang, Flabbit. You're right. Welcome to Clowning Around the Ring. Let's start the show. Can you dig it, dig it sucker? sucker? I feel like carrying this strap today. Letting these ones shine mid mid cam. Let these guys get that get that shine in mid cam, and I'll just. Are you title fluid? Oh yeah. It it you know. Are we title fluid in this house? I'm uh I'm free agent style, so I kind of just go where I want, do what I want, carry the strap that I I see fit. No, we do things we do things live and uncut here. Live and uncut. How you feeling? How was your weekend, man? Double strapped up. Oh, so that's how it was. It Had was a good. bad weekend. I went to uh, I went to bed Saturday night. Ooh, I was thinking we did a good job with our WWE podcast. I wake up Sunday morning to a few emails from Sapphire saying that there's some there's some issues going on. So. Episode 13, be sure to check that one out on Apple and Anchor and not on YouTube because it won't be there. You could also check us out on Spotify. Yeah. And anywhere else that you would like to see our podcast, let us know uh, in the comments. I'm trying to get us up on uh, SoundCloud as well. Uh, So the SoundCloud... uh, Put all the episodes on Spotify says... AllOutElite.com. Well, we're here now. We're here now, and episode fourteen coming in uh, Tuesday. Coming in Tuesday, so let's get started. Let's get let's get it going. The AEW episode, huh? Let's uh, let's start it with just some legendary status. Mm. Just greatness. A great way to start their show. So a great way to start our show. Am I am am I wrong? Well. Not about this, but often, yes. Okay. The best in the world, CM Punk, took on the natural Dustin Rhodes. When I tell you what, they paid lots of tribute. CM Punk did lots of tribute moves from a Bret Hart match um, that I believe was actually against Dusty. So that's crazy cool. Uh, Punk also was wearing... Uh, black and pink tr- trunks, uh, and it was a it was a head to head battle. I tell you what, I mean, Dustin obviously the vet has the upper hand. He definitely was was giving it to CM Punk for a while. CM Punk's knee gave out. Um, could not deliver the GTS. Instead, rolled him up and got the one, two, three. Yeah, Dustin's offense was uh, very calculated in the beginning, uh, and it was just like a great tactician's showmanship of <clears throat> like they they did every move in the book almost i swear in the beginning uh like so many reverse reversals the old man still can move he was the old man yeah true uh dipping and dodging i like that i like to see that um and then cm punk it just seemed like it was it was good storytelling as well uh having the longer endurance obviously being a little bit younger he's 
a little bit more of a frequent wrestler, so having the injury, you know, might play a part in the reason why it was so even. You would think CM Punk, best in the world. Dustin Rhodes, a little bit older, might be a little bit more considered you on the, be the best scale. All, you could be the best all you want. You had to learn to be the best. I'm naturally the best. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the grandson of a plumber. Now, I feel you. Greatness runs in my veins. I feel you, but also, if I didn't have a bum knee... Would have been quicker, but it's all good. So it was, it was, it was built correctly. I like it. I mean, um, a great way to sh- uh, start um, dynamite. What happened after the match? Um, I would uh, classify it maybe as some uh, uh, announcing. Some cowboy shiznit went down. Cool sheen. Yeah, the hangman. Yeah. I mean, came down and looked at his challenger in the eyes like a man. And oh, ladies and gentlemen, ah, wooey, is CM Punk gonna be the one to dethrone the cowboy? I don't think so. But uh, I don't. I don't know. They're both extremely uh, talented, and this that didn't add as much. I as I wish they they could have with a with any segment with them that was maybe one of the most I mean I don't know how to explain uh it was like one of their first times meeting like me, like passing each other on cam I'm pretty sure so if that well, if that's true then that being the first time ain't that bad I no I think that they've talked from the invisible wall one at the top and one in the ring why I think Punk came out and challenged. When he, no, maybe no, it was Punk, over the videos. Punk, Punk, cha- Punk, um, Punk announced his challenge for the belt after he whooped some ass in a match the other week. I'm pretty sure. You're right. And he had to say he didn't know who it was going to be because Hangman was defending the belt against Adam Page. Um, and this, I promise you, I'm pretty sure, is the first time that, oh. that their cross have passed. Yeah, it was just interesting... I don't know. Uh, they're not mute. So, I don't know. It was just an interesting way for them to first cross paths. And how, how many, ever many times they cross paths. This was a, I mean, it wasn't, uh, there's not a lot of substance on it. So, I don't know. It was like maybe a, a baby step forward, yes, in the feud. I was hoping for maybe something a little bit of a larger step. Is this what you got from the hangman? Just nothing but a belt in your face because you ain't got shit. All right, all right, all right, all right. <clears throat> I'm. You know what? Just because you're being so arrogant, I'm. Uh, I want Punk to win now. I, I I oh literally I helped you. I yeah. helped you make up your mind. Yeah, yeah. I just flipped, I just flip flopped in the middle of this segment because of how you're treating me right now and yeah. that you're holding that yeah. belt. Yeah, yeah. It's because you want it, huh? Uh, you little well, jealous. Nah, you nah, picked, nah. You picked the wrong belt. That belt is meaningless. Now. There's two. Just make one. Once there's one again, I'm gonna all say that there's meaning to it. But they don't mean nothing. 
How about that? How about Tony Khan's huge announcement that kind of he made? Kinda. Yeah. I mean, well, he did because uh, he called out the uh, the New Japan CEO. I'm sorry, I forgot his name. but uh, Oh, well, I have it on my article that you could read on alloutelite.com. Uh, Shameless he, ads. Um, not even paid. Uh, I don't know his name either. It's Asian. It's a Japanese. So interrupt me to kind of be racist. Awesome. Cool. You bumped so it though, awesome. which means get it on going. So what all I was saying is he so he made a he made like an announcement, but he didn't uh finalize it because Adam, Adam, Adam Cole, Cole baby, baby came the on the screen right? and said uh yeah that there's going to be a forbidden door um in what like three weeks? No. I thought it was like in like holy smokes, it's the end of April. I was going to say it was in June, when I'm like, that's close. Yeah, I mean, it's only about a month out, three weeks, um, I thought. I'll yeah. double check. Cause I thought it was either I the end no of May. I have no idea or, that it's, oh my God. Anyway. It's either uh, end of May or end of June, so either two months or a month out. Um, but yeah, very exciting. Going to be some top-level wrestling uh, across the card. I'm going to be hoping that there's a title defense for multiple titles there. Uh, maybe even Sammy gets dethroned again. Because he got his uh, title back, I feel unjustly. But uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for that. Ma- I'm excited for that event and to see some new wrestlers. That's I mean always sick, right? Like to see uh, June 26th. It's a Sunday. Nice to see the people who uh, were in the like R H R O H. Yes. Um, come in and be on the Battle of the Belts pay per view. Uh, was extremely exciting. So to see this matchup or this mashup mm-hmm. will, I mean, just probably be just as exciting, if not more. I mean, we so, got a little, we got, oh, can I jump? Can I jump ahead? We got a little taste, a little tasty taste of the Forbidden Door pay-per-view uh, on Yeah. Um, Adam Cole. Baby. Um, by the way, there was a kid. There was a kid who was in the background of this match during and, and during the entrance you could see him perfectly, perfectly line it up with Adam Cole. And he did the boom just in time. It was savage. That kid's a savage. Shouts out to you, kid. Um Adam Cole took on Tomahiro Ishii. Yep. Sorry if I butchered it. Um, and this was also for the Own Heart Foundation qualifier tournament. Yep. Ooh, ooh, and it was a little different than at least from what I can remember it was a little different from like the other um, matches we've gotten with New Japan pro wrestlers. Uh, it wasn't just all chops and holds. It was a mixture of striking and grappling, and there was some slams. Yes, I think. Uh, some slams. I think it was more just like grapple slams. Not as much like lifts. Tosses. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, but I do. There was a lot of cheese. Oh, yeah. Look, yeah, because Ishii, Ishii's a homeboy, you know? Ishii knows Rocky Romero, uh, who knows uh, Orange Cassidy, Bay uh, Bay. Who knows? Um, who knows? No, I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm I heard it from a friend who. Heard it from a friend <laughs> who. You know that song? 
No, I it's do a real not. Song. But... I say that about ten times in a row. And then, um, Jay White, the Switchblade. Not only did he come out uh, during Tony Khan's announcement, and he straight up told both the presidents of these wrestling companies, "It ain't about them. It's about the Bullet Club and the undisputed elite." Because it is still their era, whatever that means. We'll see. Uh, I mean, we'll see. That's what I'll say. We'll see, huh? Because we know that the Young Bucks and Jay White have like um, an off, an awkward beef because of Jay White and Kenny Omega, which we have yet to dive into. Waiting for the Omega return. Um, Watch him not come back and be like, Praying hey, on it, actually. Watch him just be like, Cody talked me into it, sorry. <clears throat> uh, what? I was it. I mean, the Young Bucks turned down an offer one time. I, Kenny Omega, I, I don't know if he got turned down, but he was never offered. But now if he gets offered. Could be a different story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I believe I believe they might have like worked, too, like with them, but like not like contract at all. Anyway. <laughs> Jay White came down, and he threw Rocky Romero into the steel uh, steps. steps. Thanks, G. Steel steps, which caused the distraction to both the referee and Ishii. Ooh, and Cole got the low blow. Another one. And then he... He hit the boomer. And then it was lights out for Ishii. And just like Adam Cole said... On Wednesday, a member of the Undisputed Elite is going to win the whole entire Owen Hart Foundation Tournament. He he did say that. And that's going to be true. Or, I promise, it's going to be a member of that squad. Or whatever member of FTR wins. They have a singles match. You heard it right. Dax versus Cash Wednesday night. The, the winner moves on in the tournament. Yeah, no, that's going to be a classic. That's going to be six stars. Yeah. You know, I might have to give it 12 stars. Whoa. I mean, six of. star FTR is on each side, so that's two six stars. That's 12 stars. But if they're six star FTR, wouldn't they each be three? Nah. No, 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 They're both representing six star FTR in full effect, but individually. So they're both six star FTR. What? Yeah, so anyways, it's I did be- the calculations. Don't let them lie. What? I yeah, did so- the calculations. What? So, anyways. The math is great. Zip <laughs> it. Unless you want to talk about this Owen Hart tournament qualifying match, then by all means, the floor is yours. The cash in Dex? No, 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 no. The, the, one, uh, the one that took place. Oh. The um, other men's one. That Adam uh, versus. The other one that took place. Oh. Jungle Boy versus Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah. Unless you have some stuff to say about the Adam Cole one before we move on. No, I have nothing more to add to him uh, having a great match. It. Per usual with the wrestling and his segments, what that we mentioned, him and Jay White in the segments were uh, good. They're the 
the Jay White thing was a little bit kind of it looked like it was a little bit forced because uh, I feel like there should have been maybe a little bit of a interaction between uh, White and Tony Khan. Just a small one where it's like, hey, like, why are you trying to upstand this whole thing? And then he just says what he's going to say anyways. If I thought it, it did. I thought it looked like I thought I thought each of the presidents looked uh, Pikachu shocked. They, I feel, stuff. yes, they did that, but I feel you could, I mean, I don't know. There, there could have been maybe a verbal interaction, I oh. should say. Uh, but I mean, I feel like other than even, that, it was nailed. Mm, not as much. I mean, it's, it was only verbal on uh, Jay White's side because he did walk yeah. up in front of each of the presidents, patted them and said, it's not about you. It's not about you. And then, and then I think that's even like for their Pikachu shock face uh, intensified. But. You're right. Nonverbal from El Presidente's. And and I feel, and I'm not saying they, hey, it could have been bad if they tried to do it that way. And I'm not saying that, you know what I mean? I'm not saying that uh, I know how they should have done it and I don't have the script. But it would have been interesting to see them have maybe a little bit of a verbal interaction is all. It was, um, I liked, oh man, I asked you a question and now we're talking about this again. I liked um, when Jay White was talking about when it wasn't about the presidents, the audience like made sure that he was going to talk about the bullet club because they started doing all the bullet club chants, the two sweet chants. And he like, he has it. It looked like he hesitated a couple times. And then he was like, okay, fuck it. Yeah. It's about the bullet club and the undisputed elite. I'm like, Hmm. Yeah. I mean, was that acting was decision made or was he just, shocked that it like took over a little for like a little i i mean i don't know i i I don't know exactly how that was supposed to go but uh it was done well i i i mean yeah it's hard to say if it was supposed to go that way uh in that sense like i don't know if he was supposed to have a like a different way to announce that uh or if he just went right for it but um it, it played well i was just you know, giving one extra little notation. And I don't really have any extra that I can ask from Jungle Boy and Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, dude. I don't think there's anything more I can ask of them because dude. they wrestle their fucking ass off. Dude. They're incredible. Yeah. They're like same buildish. You know what I mean? So like, ooh, it's cool when they're the same build and can both do uh, like more like the acrobatic stuff. Ooh, because it's a beautiful... Yeah, it's they'll start flying. Dance. Yes, sir. Some ooh, they took flight for sure. Yep, they'll start flying, and I, and that's that's exactly what uh, that's exactly you know my cup of tea when it comes to the wrestling is when you start flying and you start slamming and you start you know there's high collision impact. Uh, that is the most savage. I, how can you deny, right? Um, but uh, this match. I guess if I were to notate anything, it wouldn't be that I needed anything more from them. It's actually the story, the direction. I understand that uh, the elite have to have, you know, like their presence and numbers for this tournament because of uh, just like how everything we just spoke about, you know what I mean? How they're having so much of a wave kind of go right now. Yeah, it's like a eight-man group. And But I was just sad to see... Uh, someone that wears gold lose in like a qualifying match like this. It wasn't even in the and, tournament yet. And no it was, cheese, right? I don't believe there was any cheese. As far as I'm concerned, it was pretty down the middle. Maybe like 
I don't know, like maybe like an eye poke or something like that. Or an extra couple move. stomps in the corner. Yeah. yeah you know, but like holding the hold a little too long, something like normal, but nothing like from outside, no outside interference. Playing heel, you yeah. know, not yeah. even necessarily cheesy, but playing heel in the fight. So like, I don't know. It wasn't, yeah, it seemed like the guy who just is a champion right now, a tag team champion who just beat this tag team group uh, three weeks ago, two weeks ago. Uh, for the belts, just lost in a one-on-one with him. So, I mean, um, his mentor Christian Cage didn't look too happy, and also true. I hope it, I, hey man, and he looked disappointed. So, Jungle, Jungle Boy even said sorry. Like I went, yeah, as like I didn't uh, at the camera work maybe, or I wasn't paying attention, but you could see like Kyle O'Reilly celebrating, and then at the bottom of it, uh, at the bottom of the ring on the outside, you could see. Jungle Boy saying sorry, sorry. And I'm like, who is he apologizing to? Is he like hurt right now? Is he supposed to win this match? And I just see Christian Cage walking down, a little sad. I'm like, no shot that no shot that Turner's right there. That's too He put his arm right. around him. Yeah. He yeah. put his arm around him. And it, they did look a little but ah, something the way yeah. Christian looked actually was a little Well, raw. and Christian's on a little bit of a downswing too. He just lost to Adam Cole, right? Um and it was Adam Cole he just lost to, right? Recently, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I feel Christian Cage just lost. He just lost. They both lost to the Elite. Could see maybe even a feud there, but that feud could break them up. Mm-hmm. That could be what breaks them up, you know, because the Elite look like they're on a wave to win a lot. So, I don't know. Um, But then, you, I, I don't know. I'm just saying maybe put Jungle Boy in a match where he wins his qualifying match and gets into the tournament and faces Kyle O'Reilly and loses in the tournament. I, I would have... I If it was... Just the fact that if it was a qualifying match is what makes me upset. That he didn't qualify. A champion didn't qualify? Huh? That's weird to me. a tag champion True. didn't qualify in a singles match True. that takes place in a singles tournament. True. He's a tag team wrestler. Yes. And um, I believe that... Nobody call me out for Kylo. I'm not going to. I believe... Well, I believe that the elite all have stood individually a little bit more than um, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Especially as of late, because they're the champions, obviously. Yes. Um, But what I'll say is I think, uh, I'm not sure if this is an overall sentiment with the whole crowd, but I think Luchasaurus is maybe the more talented one, uh, like in-ring performer, and is maybe... I don't know how they rank them as individuals because I haven't seen enough of them as individuals in the ring and what their rank would solos, you know, rank is. But I I wouldn't be surprised if Luchasaurus is a higher ranked solo competitor than Jungle Boy just based on the fact that I think his in-ring work is better uh, personally to me for my taste. Well, I mean, he's, you know... It's a taste thing, so I guess that's is, true. It's thousands and thousands and billions and billions and billions <laughs> of years old. No, but I'm pretty sure he is older, so obviously he's going to, you know what I mean? Have the more experience than... Um, yeah. And wh- he, he, he has to... Man, I know with them toe shoes, he has to feel the earth differently than everybody who wrestles on, like... So it's nobody, you know what I mean, probably... Dude, feel, he's like tough or tough, tough, tough. Like Riddle? Tough, airbender. Well, I would, no, I was just going to say like Riddle, Riddle's barefoot. Oh. In the ring. So well, yeah, bare, same yeah. feel. Same feel, same, same. Wasn't going to bring it up. It's a different comp. 
It's all good, but uh, barefoot people. It's all good. Barefoot. Barefoot. Michael Ain't Franti. Um, anyways, uh, all I was going to say is uh, I think that Luchasaurus can do almost every move in the damn book. I've seen him go over the top, over the, through the through the ropes. I've seen him hit big boots. I've hit him hit, seen him hit slams on smaller guys. I've seen him do suplexes on bigger guys. I've seen him do almost l- everything flip, you can do. Front flip. Yeah. Uh he's an extremely talented I wouldn't, wrestler. Wouldn't be surprised if that man can do a corkscrew. Uh hey, watch. We we spoke about it, so it's going to happen so in the next couple weeks. <laughs> but uh I that's why I say I would hope and I think it's okay for Jungle Boy to be the one who took this L. I'm not completely disappointed with the match or with it because of that. Um, yeah, no, like it was like Jungle Boy almost had it. There was moments mm-hmm. where Jungle Boy almost had it. Um, Very much so. Valley just got got the upper hand uh, at the end. So that's the way it erodes sometimes. Um, off cam, I've been talking to Sean about how Hook doesn't speak, and so and I don't like it. We spoke it into existence. Boom. Um, but of course, on Wednesday night, he uh, he took on the workhorseman's Anthony Henry with his uh, dynamite debut. Yes, sir. Ooh, that man is a monster. Uh, Sean, my birthday is coming up. Make sure to get me some hook merch at shopaew.com. Hashtag ad. Um, it's your last him. free one, AEW. But anyways, worked him though. Uh, all I uh, all I know is Anthony Henry uh, has not really been on my radar. Correct. So uh, Hook coming in, Anthony Henry coming in, kind of predictable. Which I I'm not a fan of predictable matches. Uh, I or if you're gonna give me a predictable match and then you do a twist, it's great. But they it's very hard to always hit a, hit the twist because then the twist. twist becomes predictable. We got a twist on Dynamite. Yeah. Hook came up. Or Hook. Stupid. Isn't didn't Darby come up on 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 No Dan Er darn 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 it. Dan tried to pop up and curse him and he still won. That's all that happened. Yeah, no. It was trying to be cheese and then he still won. No, Dan House and after the match, after Hook won. After the match, Hook Hook Damn. What is wrong with my brain today? After the match, Dan Housen rolled up and challenged Hook to a match. And he, Hook, just smiled and walked away. Yes. And then on Friday. Yeah, so, okay. My twist twist is Dan Housen coming up. Okay. That was my twist because that is after the match. And they're a part of Dan segment. Kind of a twist. And if like what if what if uh, someone doesn't watch Rampage for some reason and this is literally their first time, it would be a debut. Never seen the Hook guy. Uh, well, I mean, I guess it's a debut. Like, who's gonna lose in their fucking debut? When True. you have the when you have the entrance and your opponent doesn't, and it's your debut, you better win that match. Yes. So yeah, but you're proving all of my point. I don't think anything they did with this match was unpredictable. And all I was saying was it it actually played well 
because what they did on Friday was the pivot, was the spin, was the twist. The real twist. Yes. So that's what that's what nah, I was trying to get to. Nah, there was just two twists and you don't want to admit it. Okay. I mean we've seen Hook versus uh we've seen Hook versus uh Dan Housen when he tried to curse him in the match. When he tried to curse him after a match, when he tried to curse him during an interview, when he tried to curse him during a workout, and then again uh, during this match. I promise you he tried to curse him during the match again. He still got the win, and that's when he rolled up and said, okay, if you aren't going to get cursed, then I want to fight you. Mm. I'm Dang, Flabbit. You're right. And that's why I was like, okay, this has been pretty consistent. But what is Hook going to do? The smile and walk away was still consistent with Hook's character, but I was excited. I was excited. Because he why showed I, emotion. Yes, he I wasn't. smiled or grinned or whatever yes, you want to say. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't necessarily um, disappointed with what it was. I just, it was very predictable. And that's my feeling on predictable things is just like, okay, like, it is what it is. Rats. Um, but... On Rampage. Rampage! Hook was uh, walking in doing another interview with a beautiful young blonde woman. I don't exactly remember all of the uh, backstage interviewers' names. But uh, as he's walking into the locker room, he sees Dan Housen. And he has all of Hook's chips on the ground, crumpled. And he's just smashing the bag. And he says, this, this is how I feel about your power chips, bruh. Just going to stomp all over him. Give Dan Housen a belt. Make Dan Housen a belt. Oh, that'd be savage. And, and I, I mean, what, what did Hook do? Very evil. Very good. Very evil, though. He spoke. He said. He he basically said, "Motherfucker." <laughs> he basically said this, "Motherfucker, you paint your face and you act like you can put a spell on me, like you goddamn Houdini." Nah 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 nah. Come on, come on, like Rihanna. Oh, nah 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 nah. Ba 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 ba. Okay, he said, "Listen, bitch." If you want some, you can come get some, little bitch boy. And then he walked away. That's basically what Hook said. That's basically what he did. DMD. All right. Britt Baker. D. M. D. I got to learn where that camera is. Um, She wiped Daniela Camilla's face all up and down that mat with some help. From some Britsburg Steelers. Because that's where they were, of course. They were in Britsburg. You thought DMD was going to lose on her return in her home? Impossible. Wait a minute. Who are you? Uh-uh. She got that lockjaw in with the Steelers glove on. And then she picked up a mic. She started talking shit. She was talking mad shit about everybody. 
She was talking mad shit because the woman's division is nothing without DMD. Without DMD, you're stuck with a bunch of nobodies. You're stuck with someone who they're making undefeated. You're making someone who needs a certain section of fans to come because nobody really wants to watch her, obviously. She needs to make a baddie section, okay? Red Velvet was too much of a pansy to wrestle, and so she joined the fans, just like Kira Hogan. How you doing? She was talking mad disrespect on Tony Storm, too. Oh, yeah, because Tony Tom don't exist in Pittsburgh. Okay? Okay, cool, she... It don't exist there. And Jamie Hayter, how you doing? Is gonna mop Tony Storm's face all up and down the canvas. The same way that you know who wiped her face with a pie. So, DMD versus That still counts Daniela? for somewhere though, right? Like a... Sorry. The double champ does what he fucking wants. (laughs) I just want to take this time to apologize to absolutely fucking nobody. (laughs) Sorry. Take three. So DMD versus Daniela Camella, right? Allegedly. All right. Uh, Another predictable one, which is a little bit where I was the only... It was another one where it's like, okay, DMD in Pittsburgh... How you gonna have her lose, right? That's all. How you doing? And um, it doesn't feel like their depth of stars in the women's side of the roster is as developed character-wise on screen with as much screen time as the men's side of the roster. Uh, maybe that's because they're very they're very limited in screen time, uh, and I get that. So they have to dedicate it to like who they pay the most, like certain people who earn a certain amount have to get a certain amount of screen time because it just makes financial sense to get what your money's worth out of all of your contracts. So you want to put these certain people on screen. And if that's where the majority of your money is, that's where you're going to have the majority of your screen time and development. Right. So I'm not trying to like, uh, bash any individual part of the process. I just feel that this is a overarching uh, criticism of the uh, AEW kind of rosters that the women's probably top eight are extremely known characters, like very well-developed characters that we love. But then after that, it gets a little bit fuzzy until about 15 where it's a like, uh, I think a major drop off. I feel like then it's almost a lot of like really lesser known people. Um, maybe you could get to 20. You know what I mean? Like, if, could you name off the top of your head 20 women on the AEW roster? Yeah, do you want me to? No. No, no, I don't need you to. I was just more saying that how deep do you think that, that your mental Rolodex goes and then how deep do you think their roster is? So, like, what percentage of their women's roster do you think has, do you have exposure to? Do you think it's fifty percent? Do you think it's? I was it's gonna say forty-five, just to, just to because I be safe on the safe side. You know, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, fifty percent, and I think that's that's not bad. They have three and a half hour, three hours a week of, to, te- of TV. Yeah, I know that they they have multi mat like uh, a few uh, 
multi matches always um, on Dark Elevation on their YouTube. Um, and so, like, that's, like, not, like, where the majority of their women are, but, like, that's where you'll see, mo- like, more at once. A lot of that development, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like, uh, today, on today's episode, uh, Chris Statlander was, uh, uh, fought Julia Hart. I didn't finish the match because we started recording, but it was cool to see two characters who were currently like in the midst of rebuilding, you know, in the midst of rebuilding. Yeah. It was cool. It was cool to see their action was good too. Like their moved, their sequences was tight. They were, they were looking good. Yeah. I just, um, and, and then what percentage of the men's roster do you think, you know, probably like four. All I care about is Adam Cole, baby. So, okay. All I, all I care. about. I mean, if that's if that's that, then that's not on that, right? Seventy-five, right? I, that's and that's where I say I feel like those should be even more even numbers. Those both of those rust. We should know seventy-five percent of both rosters. Well, I might. Well, sorry. And and I, don't I might know. only even know seventy-five percent of the guys, <clears throat> just because of like literally namesake. True, Whereas, where they came from and yeah. how long they've been yeah. around and, and like, where they, even if it's TNA or what, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, because there's not, there's not a lot of famous older generation uh, woman talent. So they, they're literally building a woman's division like from the ground. Like with the men's division, their first champion was Chris Jericho. Yeah, it's like, yeah, established. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they, they, yeah. The men's division ha- is fifty percent established already, almost damn near. So, uh, out of their stars, you know, another fifty percent. You, you know what I mean? You know, fifty fifty of their birth stars, and you know, fifty fifty of the women birth stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to established stars, it's hard to miss, right? It's hard to miss Christian Cage and Jericho and like CM Punk. Like who do who doesn't know who CM Punk is, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Tony Storm. I mean, would, and if you have an extra, forgot to check, you can spend it on Tony Storm. How you doing? Uh, or you can spend it on your coffin. Mm, or you could spend it on some tax and some glue and a hot glue gun. Yeah, that's a mess. But uh, that match. Wasn't a mess, except no. for the fact that it was sped up at the end. No, nope, don't know what you're talking about. Uh, let's just start from the top of the match. Not we're not starting the pot over, not yet. We're gonna start from the top of this match real quick, because Sting is 63 years old, and he <laughs> was taken on two to three men, and Darby was just taken on Andrade. That's uh, that's what that old man strength will do for you. Mm-hmm. Andrade was. Dragon Darby all across. The Facts. Arena. Facts. All throughout. And then... But Darby's got that heart. He's got that heart of a line. Yes, sir. He, I mean, and unless you put him down, down, he ain't gonna stay down. That's how us Seattle folk are. How you doing? Represent 206. But uh, before we get too deep, you know, uh, you know this... Uh, resurgence of sting reminds me of and i just want to do a little personal story real quick it'll be real fast I oh my god yeah real quick though we got another sting mask reveal okay yeah 
Well, yeah, I, I want to go back to Sting just because I, I want to talk about it a little bit. Oh, my God. It's, it's him. It's Sting. It's Sting. And uh, his ability to be like have this old man strength, it reminds me of a substitute teacher we both uh, once had. Uh, his name was was Mr. Mao, funny oh enough. Oh, my God. Uh, and this this uh, substitute teacher would come up behind you when you're working if you, if you were cool with him, and he would give he would grab you on the shoulder, right on the neck shoulder area, and he, he would, would give you that squeeze. He would just give you like the shoulder press squeeze, just yeah. like how wrestlers do. He would do that shit to you, and so uh, I just I want to see Sting do that so bad just because of that that memory in my head, but anyways, he reminds me of uh, Mr. Mal with his old man strength. He's just ready to fucking throw down at any moment. You know what's mad dope is, you know, out by the out by the portables at the at the high school. Yep. Uh, my brother and Mr. Mal were like play wrestling. Oh, nice. Um, but the uh, other faculty did not know that, <laughs> and they had uh, broke it up. They ran over and broke it up. That's so silly. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. No, Mr. Mal was amazing. Uh, I, I wish there was a way I could send this to him so we could see it. Uh, I'm, if I could even just clip this out and send it to him, that'd be great. We're going to figure it out. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, But this match was awesome. I just wanted to get through a little more Sting love and a little shout out to some family. Uh, You know what I mean? Hometown love. But uh, Andrade is... It's sad, I feel, that he uh, he's fallen from graces a little bit. I feel like he was going to get a big push. Or when I first started watching, he was like, I don't know. I felt, like, extremely intimidating. Like, he was going to be, you know, in the in title contention very soon. They should have and could have made him TNT champion. Yeah. And it seems like he's just kind of gone on this Sting and Darby feud for a long time. And it's not that... It's getting stale. It's just that uh, I feel both of them have obviously the same goal in mind, and that's what they've been fighting for this whole time, which is rankings to get in, in contention for that. And I just want someone to do it. And then, the, the you know what I mean? I just I, And either way, I like both of them, to be honest. I like both of their styles. Um, I personally would like Darby, after this win, to be kind of move on. To the next stage of like whoever his next opponent is to get to the strap um but if if this continues i want him to win again so and then it's over mm-hmm. yeah dude you already got your own bodyguard smacked into those tacks uh and then you had your entire back smacked with the lid yep the inside of the lid that had the tacks um so if i'm not mistaken andrade is no longer with us so if we just have a moment of silence Cool. Um, cool, cool. Uh, his his manager is still alive, though. He wasn't in the coffin. He just got dropped onto it. Anyways. We saw him crawling away. It was pretty funny. Uh, What's his name, Jose? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he deserves <laughs> a raise. Uh, do you want to get into uh, the next? Actually... There's only two more matches. Before our moment of the week? Yes. Yeah. Uh... Do you want to get into uh, some of the brutality? or uh, Because we missed one. We did? 
No, we didn't. I lied. I lied. I'm sorry. We just uh, went out of order. I forgot that Adam Cole stuff was uh was in the beginning. Sorry about that. We didn't miss one. I was gonna say, do you want to go with the brutality of uh which one? They're both pretty brutal. One of them was a stomp, and one of them was a slugfest. Mm, let's just talk about how Serpentico should have won that match against the Motorhawk Monster Lance Archer. Okay, that man has so much heart and desire, like more than more than uh, the Backstreet Boys, you know, because they have a lot of that, you know, and they have a lot of fire. Okay, and they're never they would never want to hear Serpentico say I quit the same way that I don't want to hear Ronda Rousey say I quit. How you doing? Um, Serpentico should have won. Okay, whoop de do. He's a smaller guy, Lance Archer. He's an old fart, bro. He's old. You just got to kick him at the knee. Everyone knows once you turn like 55, you hit him in, you hit him in the knee. Done. He's not even 55, but he'd be moving like it sometimes. Um. Well, one of the things that uh, I would say is Lance just was in a title. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Well, yeah, but Lance he challenged, was just he in just a title match. challenged for it or something. Uh, And I feel that... And, it was, and it was a good one. I I just don't think that he can go blow for blow in that type of Texas death match with uh, the champ and then have uh, a bad a bad match or a loss even really against Serpentico. I think Serpentico is someone who shows a lot of heart and is a talented wrestler, but it meant it made sense for the story uh, to have it this way. I hope this doesn't become a feud. Um, Story schmory, bro. Who cares? Lance Archer's getting paid by a uh, smart mark, or actually by MJF. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. But he's got to have his rankings up. So then he can face Wardlow. I know. And lose. Because Wardlow's a monster. Wardlow is a monster. Is that what we skipped? Yes. Holy shit. And I don't know how. That's. I was like, I, I feel like we missed one. And it and I'm glad Wait, I brought well, it up. What's my moment of the week? Uh mm, says it in the mic after he muted it, by the way. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, for sure, for sure. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah. Um uh, Wardlow, stomp. Lance Archer, kind of a stomp. Uh huh. They had a lot of stomps or predictable matches uh, throughout the week, but it didn't seem. But look at the week stale. They look at the week they had last week. They just had the, all their champs were all. Oh the, yeah. They're all just chilling. True. I don't. The it's a filler episode, I would say. A little bit. And other no than hate. uh, other than uh, our, other than our moment of the week, both of our moments of the week. I would say that uh, it was a lot of, yeah, kind of some filler. And this next match, which I would say is the honorable mention for moment of the week because uh, it had my uh, it had one of my Mount Rushmore wrestlers in this match. Uh, Eddie Kingston, my boy. Oh. That's my boy uh, versus Daniel Garcia. Oh, but Daniel Garcia came out with that hat. Oh, I hope we get a picture of fire because he looks Italian. He did. He's Italian. He told the boys in the back when they when, when the JAS was getting told that they are not allowed in the arenas and all the securities had to make sure that Garcia walked alone. Garcia said, eh, I've taken care of this schmuck two times already. Eh, two times already. 
Don't even worry about it. Forget about it. I got this. Eh? I got this. He had his wife beat her on, I'm pretty sure, because he's Italian. And he went down there. He was handing Kingston a piece of his own ass. He was. for uh, Actually, the majority of the match, Garcia was uh, like... Doing it that cheesy way we were talking about earlier, where it's like he wasn't cheating or doing anything dirty necessarily, but he was just doing moves that are just like seemed annoying. And uh, Eddie Kingston's whole kit is just so unorthodox. Spinning back fist, obviously, as one of his classic finishers is like obvious, one of the most unorthodox moves. So that on top of just the way he kind of stumbles around in the ring, mm. it's so beautiful. He'll bite. He'll bite a man. Yeah. No, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to watch, and uh, this is the type of slug match that I call unpredictable, and I don't know what's going to happen, and I love, because what this feud can go either way still. I'm still into this. It's still fuck the JAS. All of them. All of them, but mainly Magic Daddy. Mostly all of them except for Hager is my thing. Yeah, but... That's my thing. All of them except for Hager... I guess when I say but mainly, I mean only Magic Daddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's only sometimes. I didn't hate him this week, actually. He didn't. No, the, the JS's segment wasn't as bad this week. It's and the match Magic was Daddy, good. Magic Daddy didn't have a hot mic. No, and all he did was just give you the crazy eyes. And he didn't look like he was a wrapped up salmon that was about to go in my <laughs> oven at 375. How you doing? You know who got put in the oven? At 425, for about 60 minutes, baked, once over, twice over. Uh, I can name three people. If you want to, you can. But I'm talking about Dante Martin. I'm talking about Lee Morticianary. That's That's not his name, but imagine. Lee Morticianary and Brock. Anderson. Brock Anderson should have done pulled out the clock and aimed at all three members of the Blackpool Combat Club. I'm talking about Wheeler Yuta with the fucking icy white jeans with the blood running down like he's a prepubescent girl who just got it for the first time. I'm talking about the lunatic John Moxley. And I'm talking about the one and only American Dragon, Jake Law, oh, Brian Danielson. With Sir William Regals on the mic. That match was everything I could have ever wanted and more for a debut of a trio. I Rumors had it that Dante Martin was out there because his brother Darius was injured again. But Darius tweeted, nah, nah, that's not true. So I don't know where he was. I hope his health is okay, physically and mentally, because we need you, Top Flight. We need you to enter the chat. Violence has entered the chat? Yeah. Wow, dang. Oh, shit. You're going to get your fucking head kicked. And let me tell you, all three of the opponents at one point in time were indeed getting their head either kicked in or clubbed in with a forearm. And then Brock Anderson 
should have pulled the Glock out. Because if he did, he would have been able to shoot John Moxley before he was hit with that paradigm shift. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what more can I say other than the Blackpool Combat Club is uh, at it again. Their uh, continued um, display of violence and aggression. Uh, I don't think it has any time stopping anytime soon. I don't think it's going to be stopping anytime soon. Zero, no time. But now that they took on Lee Morticianary, I need him to. I need him to enter the dojo. I need Lee Morticianary to get to work. He needs to have a couple more uh, trial matches, but maybe. Uh, we'll see. I need him. I need him to, I need him. He's going to have to turn on Brock Anderson. Sorry, Brock. Sorry, Arn. But this is all because Arn Anderson would never fight Daniel Tosh. I have much disdain for the Anderson name. All right. That's one. uh, Hey. Arn, I'm calling you out. (laughs) You and me. Forbidden door. June 26th is a Sunday. Daniel Tosh, special guest referee. I'm calling you out, Arn. Top that. <laughs> Top guy. Oot. Hey, that was a fantastic moment of the week. Great job. I loved it. I loved it. Um, I don't, I don't know how to top that other than the fact that, uh, my moment of the week is 30 and oh, she cheated, <laughs> cheated, Lol. she cheated that rat, that nasty rat hamster, red velvet in the whole entire body section. Did I not let you talk? Did I, did I not let you talk? Oh, that's weird. Cause I let you finish when you were doing your moment of the week. Oh, that's weird. Because my moment of the week, like I said, is 30 and oh. So I don't know what cheating you're talking about, but cheating would have got her disqualified, AJ. She wasn't disqualified. She got the three count. That's what I saw. I saw a jaded. Okay, so chill it out. I'll unmute your mic now. Take it easy. All right, we're here. We're here in the baddies. Yeah, they had to take some shots. You you want to call it cheating, but the baddies just had to take some shots. They weren't feeling a little antsy in their pantsy. And Jade, what? She's just gonna take all of the beatings for herself. She, she had it in the bag. Did you not see the push-ups? Did you not see the push-ups? This lady could. She could have literally been on her phone for the first half of the match. Still would have won. Convinced. One one handed. I no. I think her next match needs to be one handed. Convinced. No, it doesn't matter. Serena Deeb, you're up next. Who, who's, who's up next? One-handed. Jade Cargill, I'm calling you yeah. out. Forbidden Door, June 26. It's a Sunday. Put your TBS belt on the line. You won't do it. Um, No, Jade definitely was rolling out and trying to hide from Marina Shafir. She was scared. That's why, that's why they were on the outside. 
because Jade swiveled her way out, and then Shafir got in front of the baddie section, started talking smack, started throwing popcorn out of the baddie section was, and then Jade Cargill came in with a disgusting blindside pump kick. It was disgusting. It was lethal. But the thing is, yo, baddies won you to match, Jade. Uh, so you turned your oh, so you turned your back on the opponent, and you thought you were gonna uh, beat someone who's twenty nine and oh by turning your back and getting distracted by some popcorn. Oh, that's funny. She ain't <laughs> turned her <laughs> back. She went out the ring to fucking chase Jade. She chased who was on chase her. Literally, uh, lost her attention of her opponent because she was getting uh, popcorn thrown at her. Oh, that sounds like someone who's gonna beat. Someone who's 29 and up. Smart Mark, if you are a smart man. He's smart enough to know that the uh, ref shouldn't have been able to see the, what the baddies needed to do because the baddies just needed to get a couple shots in. At least my boys of the BCC don't need to be cheat-easy. Bruh. Okay. Are we going to have to ban the baddie section? Do you need a rematch and we ban the baddie section? We move them up to the upper deck. We get them in a suite. Is that what we need? Do we need to put the baddies in a suite? Seattle baddie section. I'm calling you out. How you doing? Because I think that this was inevitable. All they would have done if there wasn't even that little small amount of cheese was had it be a little bit more even through the midway of the match. But at the end... All I know is that she was still doing push-ups, which means that she hadn't even broke a sweat, basically. She was still... She didn't break a sweat because she was too busy running away, not taking the ass whooping she deserves. Uh, did she get counted out? So she was doing everything within the bounds of the rules, correctly? No. Because she had her baddie section interrupt. Well, no... We already discussed that they needed to take some shots. Well, then they could have gone to the concessions. DMD's about to get some of those, too. No, DMD's about to get some of those, too, because you can't, gonna, no, no, you no. can't call DMD out the baddies and then expect be, the baddies not to say something. Oh, no. DMD going to be uh, giving Jade some shots because she nah. got, she got uh, what's the word? She got access to it. She going to get them drugs that make you go... <laughs> The exact same thing that uh, happened to Marina will happen to DMD. She's going to take shots at the baddie section. Nah, she already DMD has take, okay, ain't going to take no me. physical shots. Cool. DMD don't need to do just, it. DMD's got her own girls. Cool. DMD's girls is going to take out the whole baddie section. So can I tell you what I think? Or you just Cut it. tell you? Tell you Cut it. Everyone what Cut you it. think. So yeah, just what you think. Okay. Word. No, the baddie section is going to get called out like Red Velvet already has been by DMD. And what's going to happen is that's going to be the reason why you lose. You can't call it the baddie section. The baddie section is going to make you lose if you try to call them out. You have to not acknowledge them. You have to ask them to be removed from the situation. No member. And I would, I believe that DMD is smart enough and that's the type of person she is. And she is the type of person where, well, She's going to use everything in her power to get an advantage, and moving the baddie section up into a suite is exactly what she'll do in her match. And if that is the reason why Jade loses, it will seem kind of weak to me, but it is what it is. I mean, it is what it is. I think uh, this is going to be probably a very unpopular opinion, and this is where I'm going to end my take on my uh, moment of the week. 
Uh, but what my plan for Jade Cargo would be if I got to choose is I would have her continue to uh, kind of put on a show through AEW uh, for the next foreseeable future for the rest of the year, damn near. And at the end of the year, have a uh, very notable superstar um, buy them. Buy a very big notable superstar with your big bucks, the biggest bucks you can get from the whole year, cash out and get someone to come over and defeat Jade after she's gone 50 and 0. Or if she's 49 and 0 and for the 50th, or if it, she goes 50 and 0 and then she's in her next match thinking how she thought in this match kind of unbeatable, uh, or how she's acting very unbeatable. Uh, I think that uh, she she should take an L to like a, a legend, someone who has like a, obviously someone who I'm saying is very established, very big established star. I don't know who that could be. I'm not even trying to say who who it might be, but I think that, that would be Savage. Um, yeah, that's what I think. We all fucking know that fucking Jade Car Girl, Jade Berg. Cheated her way to get that belt retained. Britt Baker can wipe all the baddie section's faces on the canvas. And then have a solid, clean steel cage with Jay Cargill. And that match is going to be flame. And I don't care who wins because it's going to be a flame one. But that's how I would want the, their feud to end. DMD mopping the baddies. And then putting on a banger of a match with Jade and putting her over. That's what I would do. Because right now... Uh, I have to sneeze. Bless you. Bless you. Because uh, right now, I would say, excuse me, I would say that, uh, I would say DMD is, uh, is probably, I mean, probably the best bet to beat Jade. So if they get into it, very soon i wouldn't be surprised if she has a, a loss soon if they just tease it and they actually don't ever if they don't have this match anytime very soon then they might have jade win a couple more before taking an l i wonder when it's going to happen be very interested um uh, if uh sorry it's just you're marina shafir and i'm jade cargo oh, okay okay so that's how that's how we're doing it now um well if you like the takes, hit the like, hit the subscribe. Let us know uh, what you look forward to coming up on this AEW week, and uh, let us know what we should uh, we should cover in full. Give us your moment of the week in the comments. Don't forget to check out alloutelite.com. <laughs>